Thank you for joining us for this message from Cornerstone Community Church in Lynchburg, Virginia. Here's Pastor Willie Taylor. The title of the message today is How to Have Success Living in a Way Pleasing to God. How to Have Success. Now, we can't cover all the things, but we will cover some today, and we're starting on this about two or three part series. Um, it might be two messages, it might be three, uh, but I don't think it's going to be any more than three. How to have success. How do we have success? Let's turn in our Bibles, if you have it, or look at the screen. We're going to go to Romans chapter 11. We're going to start there. And really, from Romans 1, chapter 1, to chapter, through chapter 11, it tells us all the goodness and, the, and, the, and the, all how gracious God is, how merciful God is. And it's, it's past finding out. And we see him working the salvation plan out. And I was going to read, uh, start in this chapter and start reading some, but I, I'd rather to, for us to think of a different way. Uh, we know how good God is. We know how merciful God is. What is an, an example of really... Someone who has done everything for you. Everything. And it's not probably hard to uh, think about uh, and, and uh, that really because we just had a baby dedication. And, and little Scarlett, she is depending on her parents for everything. You know, her, she's going to, she, she, Anytime she gets hungry, she's going to let um, her mother know. And she doesn't have to be concerned about it long because she's going to get fed. She's going to grow up just like we all have grown up, trusting our parents, loving our parents, knowing that our parents love us unconditionally and depending upon them for everything. Even when we thought we knew everything as teenagers, still we depended upon them. And just think about it now. God has done everything for us. It is nothing that he hasn't done for us. We exist because of him. And our beginning was in him, sustaining us in him, and he's going to take us through to the end. And how much do you appreciate your parents? And we know that, that God tells us and tells children in the Bible that they need to, uh, how they to, uh, to respond to their parents. How do we respond to God? That's where 
chapters 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11 was going. And if we look at verse 33 in Romans chapter 11, verse 33, if we look there, it's like the apostle is bursting out with praise. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and the knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgment and untraceable his ways. Now you think about that. Because he has taken the Jews and the Gentiles and shut us all up in unbelief so that nobody could say, I did this. Well, I was this, and I was his chosen people. I was this right here. And we can't say nothing but, God, thank you for your mercy. Because he had mercy on the uh, Gentiles because we came in only because of their disobedience, and they're going to be drafted back in. He's worked everything out and into the life. I, mean, I, I, I can't really even begin to think about how great God is and how he did things. And you, you, you think of a birth of a child, how it's no way possible for people to really, really, truly believe that we came from nothing much. Something, uh, well, it was this, or uh, uh, Big Bang Theory, or this or that, or, uh, uh, you know, or this. So what are you, it takes a great imagination to think of something other than, I don't know how God did it, but I thank him for his mercy. Because our eyes in the right place, uh, uh, you know, everything, everything is in the right place. It's just God is so good. He is so good. And when I'm going to cover just one really verse uh, today in Romans 12, because that's where I want to go for these two messages, Romans 12, 1 and 2. Verses 1 and 2. That's all. Because I believe that it tells us how to have success living the way God wants us to live in a way that pleases him if we do these. These two verses here. But before we really go there too much, I wanted to preface it with the knowledge, the wisdom of God, how great he is. And that's how verse 33, 34, 35, 36, how that set the stage in verse 1 of chapter 12, therefore, therefore had to be saying, 
because of what went before. And, of course, we said chapter 1 through 11. Therefore, he's saying what to do. He gives us, I'm going to go over about seven things. And he's telling us it doesn't start right there. Let's read it. Let's read it. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. Therefore, I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God, to present your bodies a living and holy sacrifice acceptable to God, which is your spiritual service of worship. And that's all we're going today. Now, God wants us to do this. It pleases him if we walk this out. But I submit to you, we cannot walk it out unless we start at the end of this verse. We can't walk it out. We can try, but we can't walk it out. So I divide this verse up into six categories. And I want to start at the last one, the last part, which is your spiritual service of worship. That's where I want to start. If we don't start there, I don't think we can offer our bodies a living dedication to God because if you don't honor a person, how can you really give that person all you have if you really don't love them? If you really don't think the person has done anything. See, uh, I know that as far as uh, you've seen athletes on, 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 on TV, a lot of times they come to the microphone and whatnot, and they got anything to say, hi, Mom. And they, they got to give Mom some recognition a lot of times, you know. Uh, and it's because that mother took care of that child from the birth on, change the diapers, everything from the time that child was birthed, that child depended upon the mother. And really, they don't know it, but they depend upon the mother when they were conceived. So, do we have that same? understanding of God, that he really has done everything for us before conception, actually. He knew us. He knew us in the womb. Every hair that's on our head or not on our head, he, he knows. He knows everything. And he does everything for us. Do we, do we respect him enough, honor him enough 
to worship Him as God. He is God. He's the Creator. He created all things. Nothing was created apart from God. Nothing. And when I say God, I'm speaking of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. All three were, were part of the creation. And, and, and therefore, I know that if I can start there with my worship, if I can just have such a um, revelation of how good God is, how merciful God is, then it leads me to worship. When I was, uh, just this morning, when I was uh, praying over, over my tithes and offerings, it starts, start, tears start coming in my eyes because I started just recounting just how good God has been to me. And what little bit I'm giving to him is nothing compared to what he's given to me. I'm breathing because of him. And, and we can think of those things. We can think of those things uh, when we are thinking of how can I live in a way that's pleasing to the Lord. Well, he's going to tell us, but it has to start with, I love God so much that anything that he asks me to do, I'm more than happy to do it. And aren't we that way with our parents? If the one few that has brought you up, taken care of you, and all those things have a need, you know you're going to try to fulfill it. How much more so should we be? Because God has done more than our parents ever could do. So worship is where it, where it begins. Worship. 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 So we'll come back to it because we're going to end on that. Therefore, because of what you have said before, I urge you. And that urging, he didn't say, I command you. He just said, I urge you, meaning that, uh, that, that I'm appealing to you. I'm appealing to you brethren, as men and women, by the mercies of God. And, of course, uh, in, in that verse, in those, those uh, verses in chapter uh, 11, he talked about the mercy of God to the Gentiles, the mercy of God that's going to uh, be towards the, uh, the Jews and bringing them back in. 
God is merciful. And that's what is is telling us as it leads right into this first verse. God is merciful. So, therefore, he's saying that I urge you, brethren, by the mercies of God. Do you understand how merciful God has been to you? And if I ask you, and I, we used to do that some a little, little time when we, when we received communion, we would uh, just give the congregation the opportunity to, to thank God, to really thank God. And and I could say today, let's go around and, and, and let's see what what you want to thank God for. We could be here all day and do nothing else but thank God. If, if, if you really think about it. Because I don't think we think about all the little things that, that he does. Yeah. I, can, I can stand because of God. You can sit because of God. There are some people that can't sit straight up. They have to lie down. Some people can't stand. Some people don't have but one eye to see. We have both eyes. Breathing. And if you think of every organ in your body, all the vessels in your body, and sometimes when uh, some people know things like that, and they say, well, you know, if all the vessels were stretched out, they had to go around the world in your body, just in in one person's body. And you think that we don't have to wake up in the morning and say, heart, start beating. We don't have to do anything. We don't have to say, hey, long, start, start taking in breath. We don't have to do anything like that. Because of God's goodness and his mercy. So, he said, I'm urging you, I'm appealing to you by the mercies of God that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Now, I know most people will say probably that, well, we shouldn't start with our bodies because after all, our bodies are not born again. Our bodies, it is just a, there's uh, no good thing in this flesh. That's what we are probably say. And we shouldn't start with our bodies. Let's start with our, well, let, let's start with our, probably our, our heart. It's all about the heart. We could say that. And it is about the heart. But that's not where God started from. That's the second verse. He's starting from our bodies. Because if if we don't present our bodies to him, if, if he if he just said, well, you know what, you're not appreciative of your body, so I'm just going to take your body right on the way to you. Now, where are we going to be? Right? You won't be here on this earth without a body. Nobody will be able to see you anyway. You know, you'll be a spirit, but nobody's going to see you without nobody. He wants us to present our bodies because 
He wants people to glorify Him. And we can glorify Him in our bodies because that's what people see. So he said, I'm starting with your body. I said, my, my, my goodness gracious. Yeah. Wow, that, that's pretty good. What do we do with our bodies? Don't we worship with our bodies? Yeah. Yeah. Our, our arms, our hands, all these should be used to worship God. How about our mouth? Should that be used to worship God? Absolutely. Our mouth should be used. And I know that uh, people will say, well, you're talking about worship. We, we just finished uh, singing, so we want to hear the word now. We, we, we're through the, the worship, the praise and worship. Yeah. No. Worship is a lifestyle, isn't it? It's everything that we do is worship. It should be. And that's what God is telling us. Everything is worship. I want you to worship me with your hands. I want you to worship me with your arms. I want you to worship me with your eyes. Because, see, some people don't use their eyes to worship God. And, and you know, a lot of people, their eyes, they look at the wrong thing a lot of times. Yeah? And he said, I don't want you looking at a whole bunch of stuff that doesn't glorify me. I want your eyes looking at what I've asked you to look at. And all of us in the Word, isn't it? He wants us to keep our eyes focused. He doesn't want us to look to the left, to the right. He wants us also to look at his word. He wants that word to be before us, doesn't he? He wants our ears. He wants to hear the word of God. He wants us to talk to each other. He doesn't want us to be, uh, because we need each other. We need each other just like our body needs every single part. Because every part you're missing is going to cause conflict and extra duty on another part. Isn't it? Yeah. And so he said that, you know, you need each other. And so you can encourage each other with your mouth. You can encourage each other just with your presence. You can encourage each other uh, with just a smile. Even with your mask on. You can see somebody's eyes when they're smiling. He wants us to worship with our bodies. That's what he wants to do. Everything is within us. Within us. He wants to do that. Can we think of anything else we can do with our bodies? How about serving him? Is, is that a, a good use of our bodies? Yeah. A good use of our body to serve him. Because without us serving him, he's the greatest servant. Jesus is the greatest servant ever walked this earth. And he wants us to be servants. And you require people serving in your own household. If it's more than one of you there, and if it's just you, you're going to have to uh, do some things to uh, keep that house up. So it's very important for us to know that I can, I can, I, this body is important. What I do with my eyes, what I do with my feet, what I do with my, you know, uh, everything. I, I, I need to, I need to worship God. 
if I'm go, if I'm going to really walk the way He's calling me to walk, I, I need to praise Him in the midst of the congregation and say that Jesus is going to uh, praise God. Now, now He got to use us, isn't He? He going to use us, and so I want to when I come, and I did not know that when I came to this church, uh, because I came from a back, Baptist background, I was only used to going to church with my mother, and I just stand. And, and uh, then I sit down, and then I hear a, a, a message, and then I get up and I go home. And I didn't know anything about worship, nothing about worship. Until when I got here, I said, oh, my goodness gracious, uh, Miss Dorsey, uh, and, and, and she pointed me to Sam. Well, Sam can te- teach you. I said, I said, why in the world do we stand so long? My goodness gracious. Because if, if Baptist Church, you don't stand that long. But you, you come here, and you're standing, and you're standing, and you say, God, how long, how, how long is it going? I'm going to have to stand here and, and sing and listen to this stuff. Yeah. I was not used to that. But then Sam said, okay, let me show you in the Word. And I said, oh. oh. I was asking, why are people raising their hands? And you, you don't do Ebenezer Baptist Church. You don't be going in there, raise your hands, and, you know, uh, going to jump up and down a little bit, you know, and, and you know, no, and don't even, don't even think about singing loud. Yeah. Yeah. But God wants us to praise him. So I had to learn to do that, and I told Minerva, I am not, she, she said, now, look, I'm tired of going late to church uh, because you want to go to church at uh, 11 o'clock, and church starts at 10.30. I said, yeah, but worship will be over with. They'll be through, they'll be through you know, all, all standing and, and singing. I want to hear the word. She said, well, look, uh, we're not going unless we go on time. I said, okay, we'll go on time, but I'm not raising my hand, and I'm not going to uh, sit there and sing. I'm not going to do all that, and if I get tired, I'm going to sit down. She said, okay. She said, okay, that, that's what you want to do. So we have to be conscious of, of that when we are, when we are in, in service uh, because everybody didn't grow up in this type of church. And so if we care about people, we got to realize that, oh, okay, I want to love people, so let's don't worry about what I'm doing. Let's try to, you know. Because I can praise at home before I get here. Uh, because, believe it or not, um, I used to praise about an hour a day at home. And who in the world going to come to a church going to sit there and stand and pray for an hour? There's not too many people going to do that. Okay, Not too many people going to do that. But I had to learn that Raise your hands because God's given you hands. You know, you want to sing loud and and you want to be, uh, you know, just clapping and everything, because you do that at the football game and a basketball game, Willie Taylor. So why can't you do it in Lord's house? I got to praise Him also with my possessions. I use my body 
uh, to uh, get finances. And so when I get the finances, then I want to give to God because if I can't work, I can't give. If I can't make any money. So all these things are very important as part of our worship of our bodies. And let's go a little step further. Uh, we said, therefore, because of what was said, said before, he urged us by the mercies of God that we present our bodies a living sacrifice. Now let's go to that there because that is a, a, a good one. How much time do we spend getting ready to get to come to church or go to work? Think about it. Uh, usually women spend more time than, than men uh, because they have to put on makeup, they have to put the hair right, they got to do this and do that, you know, things like that. And um, But I said, you know, I care a lot about my looks, so I don't want to go out any kind of way with my hair not brushed and all that kind of stuff. Uh, and if we spend as much time in God's word as we spent in the mirror and preparing to go out, we'll be more pleasing to God. You know that? Not that we want to go out looking bad, because that that's not going to glorify God. But he wants us to be in his word also. A living sacrifice. Let's go there. Let's go to living sacrifice. Present our bodies a living sacrifice. Now we know it's in reference to the sacrifices of old when they brought animals and things of that nature. Uh, we know that. So we're not talking about bringing a dead animal that's been slaughtered as a sacrifice to God. He wants a living sacrifice. He wants us, as we are living, to worship him because we are living. And while we are living, he wants us to worship him. Our bodies, a living sacrifice. Don't want a dead sacrifice. I want a living sacrifice sacrifice. That's what I'm interested in. You. And holy. There's another one. Holy. Holy before God. Holy is separate. Called out. He wants a holy vessel. Because he's holy. He said be ye holy because I'm holy. He wants that. And he says, acceptable to him. Let's look at First Peter. Let's go there for a minute. First Peter chapter 2, verse 4 and 5. Verse 4 says, And coming to him as to a living stone, which has been rejected, 
by men, but is choice and precious in the sight of God. So we know who he's talking about? Jesus. You also, as living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house. God's interested in a spiritual house. For a holy priesthood. Because we're, we're priests, a kingdom of priests, the scripture says. To offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. How can our worship be a holy and a spiritual sacrifice acceptable to God? It tells us through Jesus Christ. As we as we worship him in the spirit, in the scripture say, and in, in spirit and in truth, we'll offer it up to Jesus and our sacrifices are pure and our sacrifices are spiritual and holy because they come through Jesus going to the Father. That's why I said, in the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. Jesus wants to worship the Father through us. And so I had to learn that it's important when I come to the house of the Lord to, to learn to, let's get a little bit involved here. Let's don't sit there and think about what I'm going to eat after service. Let's don't think about all the things that, um, that irritated me in getting to church and all those type of things. Let's start concentrating on God because God wants a spiritual sacrifice. He wants a holy sacrifice. He wants us to worship him in spirit and in truth. So I need to start getting my mind right so that my body will act right. Because there's nothing wrong with lifting hands. There's nothing wrong with uh, whatever you want to do. Kneel. I don't care what you want to do it's in, as long as it's in the Scripture. Uh, it, it's, that's what we want because that's what he has given us to do. He's given us to do that. And I appreciate so much uh, the, the ministry of pursuing his presence because they... They'll come out and they'll, they'll worship on, the, I think it's fourth Friday of each month. And God appreciates that. God, he loves that worship. He loves that worship. And it's a sacrifice to do that. And if you don't believe it, come. You know, it's a sacrifice because most people on Friday night, it's the end of the week. I am happy that I don't have to go to work tomorrow. And so, therefore, I'm going to celebrate. Let's go out and eat. Let's do something. I'm not going to worship. But God loves worship. He's, he's, he's meeting them. He's meeting them. Let's finish it up. And this verse says, which is your spiritual service of worship? It's your reasonable. It's your reasonable service of worship. 
Why is it reasonable? You know, that my, 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 my scripture says that uh, it's your spiritual service of worship. But it also means that it's our, it's, it's, that's, the, that's the least you can do because of the mercies that he has shown you. Why wouldn't you do that? Why wouldn't you do that? In the, in the, in the Amplified Classic, it says, I, I appeal to you, therefore, brethren, and I beg you, in view of all the mercies of God, to make a decisive dis- dedication of your bodies, presenting all your members and faculties as a living sacrifice, holy, devoted, consecrated, and well-pleasing to God, which is your reasonable, rational, intelligent service of spiritual worship. That's the Amplified Classic. It just amplifies some of the words. And I said, God, I want to start with worship. I want, I, I, want to, I want to go a little bit further with worship. I want, to, I want to start really concentrating on how good you are. I want to start concentrating on uh, how merciful you have been to me and thinking of all the type of things that, that God has brought me through. And, and, and I, can you imagine just as, as a body of believers, we are making it and have made it through the worst part of the pan- pandemic, uh, I mean, we, we were about 11 Sundays that we weren't even in church because we couldn't come to church. And, and I couldn't even picture at one time I'm missing a Sunday because of snow. I said, how are we going to pay our mortgage? How are we going to pay all these bills and 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 we're not in church. Uh, because they told me, hey, if, if you don't go to church, people don't give if they're not in church. Well, God does what he wants to do. He's merciful. He's good. He knows what the situation is. And we haven't missed a mortgage payment yet. And it's been 10 years, over 10 years, we've been in this building. Haven't missed one yet. And but it's because of the goodness, the mercy of God. Because if you don't have a job, how are you going to give? If you're not living, how are you going to give? There are some people that was living last year that's not living this year. So I want to start with recounting how good God has been to me. And people say, well, you know, 2020 was a bad year, boy. I'm glad that's over with 2021. We're in it. Praise God. 2020 is gone. That was my best year, 2020. Because 2019, I was in the hospital five times. And usually it was almost a week each time. Pneumonia four times. The year before that, brain surgery. 
in the hospital six weeks and longer. And, and couldn't read, couldn't spell, couldn't, didn't know my numbers, couldn't even tell if some the, the, the lady was helping me, therapist, and she said, what's the number on that door? I said, I don't know. And people came to see me, Rebecca came to see me, and then I said, I have been blessed because God is merciful. You have too. You have too. You have a, a couple sitting over here. How y'all doing? It's good to see you. Yeah. They left. They were two singles. They're back. They're married. Give God a hand. Woo! Come on. Praise God. Praise God. Yeah. And you say, well, what's so big deal about that? Man, they are people who want to get married, waiting to get married, and not married yet. God is good. So let's concentrate on that as we go forward in saying the message. How can we successfully live in a way that's pleasing to the Lord? Well, it starts with make much to do out of God. Make much to do out of God. Don't make much to do out of only the Olympics. You know? Make much to do about God. Because none of them will be able to run, jump, swim, or nothing else if it weren't for God. And you wouldn't be able to see it if it weren't for God. For your goodness, thank you for your mercy. Thank you to you. We can, we can go on, can't we? So make much to do about God. And as you make much to do about God, all these other things that are not going kind of the way you want to, wanted to go off, the things that you are maybe concerned about, all these things will start disappearing as you make much to do about God because God has never left you. God has never abandoned you. He said, I'll never leave you, nor forsake you, even until the end of time. So whatever you're concerned about, about your children, about your job, about anything, about your health, make much to do about what God has, is doing in your life. And that will remedy that. And if there's anybody here that haven't given your life to Jesus Christ, that's the first thing you can do, is give your life to Jesus Christ. Because without that, then um, there's nothing else work. There's not, you cannot please God uh, by resisting God. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to this message from Pastor Taylor and Cornerstone Community Church. We are located in Lynchburg, Virginia at 525 Old Graves Mill Road. You can find us online at cornerstonelynchburg.com, contact us by email, cornerstonecom at comcast.net, or call us at 434 847 4796. We pray the Lord bless you and keep you. 
The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance on you and give you peace.